If I asked you, what is the most meaningful part of the Friday night Shabbat service for you? What would you say? Do you say lighting the Shabbat candles, reciting Kaddish, hearing the cantor sing, obviously learning from the rabbi? What would be the most meaningful moment that really stays with you for the rest of the weekend? In my first year here at Emmanuel, I have been informally asking many of our regular Shabbat worshipers that question. And the most common answer that I have heard, did I ask you? <laughs> the most common answer that I have heard is the Mishaberach, the prayer for healing. Many find great meaning in sharing the name or names of those who are suffering and praying for them as a community on Shabbat. So on this Shabbat, I would like us to spend some time learning about this prayer together. I find that the more that I learn about the prayers in our liturgy, their context, their history, their meaning, the more that I am able to connect with them on a deeper level every time that I pray. The more that I know on an intellectual level, the more that I am able to connect on a spiritual and emotional level. So I'm going to invite you to reopen your prayer books to page 252 and 53. If you're noticing the brackets, it's page 370 and 371. So the first thing is you're flipping the pages and looking for it. The first thing to notice is where it is in the prayer book, where it is in the Mishkan Tefillah, our Reform Sidor. It's not on Friday nights. It's during the Torah service for Saturday morning. And the reason is that this prayer is traditionally said on Saturday mornings, not on Friday nights. Mishaberach means, may the one who blessed, me being who, shed that, Barach, like Barhu, may the one who blessed. It's a prayer formula, just like we say Baruch Atah Adonai, just like we say, blessed are you, Adonai, our God, right? Baruch Atah Adonai Eloheinu. Mishaberach is a formula that you begin any blessing that you want to have as a community or as an individual, right? So in other words, you can use this phrase as a frame for many different blessings that are important to you. Originally, the Mishaberach was used to pray for the well-being of someone who came up to the bima, up to the pulpit, for an aliyah, who was called up to bless the Torah reading before and after we read from the Torah. So if you look on page 252, the heading says, a Mishaberach for an aliyah. So someone would come up for an aliyah, they would say, Barhu et Adonai hamevorach, Right? They would bless the beginning and ending of our Torah reading. And because that was such a great honor, we would offer them a blessing on that account. So if you look on the page, we have one version of the traditional blessing for that moment. So I'll just read it in the English. May the one who blessed, Mishaberach, our ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Sarah, Rebecca, Rachel, and Leah, bless, and you would share the Hebrew name, so Miriam, Batsar, Avraham. That's my Hebrew name. Since she has come up to the Torah in honor of God and Torah, may she merit from the Holy One of Blessing, protection, rescue from any trouble or distress, and from any illness, minor or serious. 
May God send blessing and success in her every endeavor, together with all Israel, and let us say, Amen. Right? So in the Middle Ages, the German Jewish community developed the custom that when someone came up for an aliyah to the Torah, he could request that the Misha Berach be given for someone else. That in essence, he would forego the personal blessing for himself and transfer it to someone else who was in need. Often, he would ask for a blessing to be given for someone, a relative or a friend, who was sick, or for other people who generally needed well-being in their lives. And in exchange, he would pledge to make a donation, to give tzedakah, or money, charity, to the synagogue in that person's honor. So that's where, if you look on the left side of the page, if you look on the top of 253, there are lots of different formulas. No one prayer book is necessarily going to have the exact same language, but the idea is that the custom developed in the middle, middle ages in Germany that you would offer a mishaberach for healing. So the person would come up, they would do the aliyah, but they would say, don't bless me, bless my friend Shlomo. He's the one who really needs blessing. He's sick or he's ill on this Shabbat. So you can see this is the Mishkan Tefillah, the reform formulation of that prayer. May the one who blessed our ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Sarah, Rebecca, Rachel, and Leah, bless and heal those who are ill. You would offer the names or name. May the blessed Holy One be filled with compassion for their health to be restored and their strength to be revived. May God swiftly send them a complete renewal of body and spirit, and let us say, Amen, right? So you may be thinking, as I walk us through the kind of history and development of the liturgy, Reformed congregations typically say the Misha Berach on a Friday night, as well as a Saturday morning, but really focus on it on a Friday night, after the Amidah and before the sermon. And they use the ancient language of Debbie Friedman more than they use the Hebrew that we see in our prayer book. So if you look back again in the middle of the page, under the Hebrew and the English that I just read, you see the lyrics to Debbie Friedman's version of this prayer. Debbie Friedman was a reform educator, teacher, song leader, really spiritual guide, and she passed away almost a year and a half ago. She wrote these lyrics, and they really took off like wildflower, wildfire in the reform movement in the late 80s and early 90s. And this is really her interpretation of the same prayer that we say in Hebrew and English. So if you look at her lyrics, Mishaberach Avotenu, Mokor Habracha Le'imotenu, May the source of strength who blessed the ones before us help us find the courage to make our lives a blessing and let us say, Amen. Mishaberach Imotenu, Mokor Habracha Le'avotenu, Bless those in need of healing with refuash lema, the renewal of body, the renewal of spirit, and let us say, Amen. Amen. So if you look at her lyrics, notice, notice some things. First of all, she uses many of the themes in the traditional prayer. She invokes the relationship that God had with our ancestors, just as God connected with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Sarah, Rebecca, Rachel, and Leah, let God connect with us. 
She uses the Hebrew phrase refuah lema, a complete healing of the body and the spirit. And she begins with the same language, mishaberach, and she ends, as one traditionally ends a prayer, with amen. But she also adds new elements to the prayer. First of all, she goes back and forth between avotenu, fathers, forefathers, and imotenu, mothers. She uses them an equal amount, almost reciprocally, to be more egalitarian. Second of all, she adds a different name for God. She calls God Mekor Chabracha, source of blessing. This is a popular name for God that Jewish feminists love to use because it gives a kind of feminine sense, something beyond king or father, something that has a much more feminine sense to it. And the last thing is that there's English, and it's repetitive. She has two stanzas that kind of repeat the same trope, so it's much easier to kind of learn and say. This Friedman version really took root very quickly in Reformed synagogues. Growing up in a Texas Reformed synagogue, I only knew this Debbie Friedman tune as the Misha Barach. It may as well have been given at Sinai for all that I knew. And I associated it with Friday night. I don't even think that I knew that it was a Saturday morning prayer. So I think kind of my experience in the micro is really anecdotal of how quickly it took root and how important it was to reform Jews. So the question for us on this Shabbat is why? Why did a Saturday morning tradition that the average reformed Jew probably didn't know that much about become one of the most meaningful moments for many of the Friday night service? So one, I think, is accessibility. Debbie wrote a beautiful, calming, easily singable tune with lyrics that are primarily in English but still have enough Hebrew so that they feel authentic to us. She also encouraged synagogues to experiment using the prayer outside of the confines of the Torah service, especially since Reformed Jews have always attended Friday night services more regularly than Saturday morning. Second, I think, is about the balance between the individual and the communal. It is important to note that this is not the only time we pray for healing in our liturgy. During the Amidah of a regular weekday service, the central part of our service where we stand, where we la'amod, we offer the following prayer. Rifa'enu, heal us, Adonai, that we shall be healed. Save us that we shall be saved, for you are our praise. Bring complete healing to all of our wounds, for you are our sovereign, steadfast, merciful, healing God. Praised are you, Adonai, who heals the sick among the people Israel. This is a beautiful prayer, and it has many of the themes that we could connect to. And I think it's fair to say that this prayer did not make its way into the Reform canon, because Reform Jews typically don't pray during the week. We typically focus on Shabbat worship. Just as an example, the prayer book that you're holding now, if you notice, it says Shabbat. The thinner version only has the liturgy for Shabbat. So even if I wanted you to turn to the page with the prayer I just read, you wouldn't be able to find it because it's only a weekday prayer. I think it's also important to notice that the prayer is communal. Heal us, Adonai, Rifa'inu, Adonai, that we shall be healed. Everything is in the personal plural, like so many Hebrew prayers. 
The Mishaberach, for healing during the Torah service, on the other hand, is an individual prayer. We name a specific person that we are thinking of and pray for them. The Debbie Friedman Mishaberach, the ritual that she and the Reform Movement created together, we share an individual name or names, and then we sing her song as a communal blend of the two. We name an individual, but we pray together for those, for all of those in need of healing. That careful balance between the individual who is suffering and the solidarity and support of the community seems fitting. Lastly, I think it has to do with the Jewish healing movement, which gained momentum in the early 1990s. Our own Bay Area Jewish Healing Center, which many of you may have had contact with or experiences with, is an example of that national impulse to address healing in a Jewish context. Jewish healing has been described in many different ways, as acceptance, the healing of emotional wounds, or a personal journey toward wholeness. It developed because, for one, the focus was on healing, not curing. Like the Misha Berach itself, there was a recognition that, there, that the two are not synonymous. One can be healed, yet not cured. Professor Larry Hoffman writes about the Misha Berach, quote, It is not meant to be a magical incantation. It obligates us to pray on behalf of the person for whom the prayer is given. It, summon us, it summons us all to recognize our own utter powerlessness in the face of illness. I think the second piece of the healing movement is that Jewish families no longer have easy access to the communal and spiritual support system that has sustained previous generations of Jews through difficult times. So Debbie Friedman Mishabera captured the spirit of the Jewish healing movement It gave the community's modern impulse a traditional yet contemporary voice. On this Shabbat, we begin a new book in our Torah, in our five books of Moses. In Hebrew, the book is named Bamidbar, in the wilderness, because the first verse begins, Vaidaber Aronai El Moshe Bamidbar Sinai. God spoke to Moses in the wilderness of Sinai. So we begin in the wilderness, Bamidbar. But in English, you may know the book as Numbers, because the first chapter contains a census, a counting of the names and numbers of all of the 12 tribes of Israel. When someone that we care about is suffering, when they're ill, either physically or mentally or even spiritually, we often feel like the Israelites, Bamidbar. We feel like we are in the wilderness. We feel lost, vulnerable, hopeless. And the Misha Berach is meant to comfort us with numbers, to remind us that each person, each name that we say aloud or that we say in our hearts, counts, that we have the power as individuals and as a community in relationship with each other and in relationship with God to bring healing 
to those that we love. So I'd like to conclude with the ritual of the Mishaberach. I hope that with all of this learning, I have deepened your connection to the prayer on this Shabbat.